Hey everybody, what's going on? You are listening to the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski, and thank you for joining me. This episode is brought to you by Shock Tech Paintball. If you have not heard of them, you haven't been around. Shock Tech is an awesome uh, autococker manufacturer who has, uh, they kind of took a little hiatus there for a little bit, but back in the day, Aftershock was a big Shock Tech pusher, and uh, and now that the mechanical game has kind of renovated itself, uh, Shock Tech has been pumping out uh, hand-assembled markers by the dozens, by the truckloads, if I do say so myself. Um, but they have some awesome designs. They have five-star designs, four-star designs, and uh, and they're all hot. They have a, they have a, a camo green with black splash. They have. Uh, acid wash they have all kinds of stuff if you check them out shocktechusa.com you can find fully assembled markers by danny love himself you can find the gunfighter frames you can find uh barrels you can find regulators you can find cocking rods you can find bolts anything you need to build your custom one-of-a-kind autococker you can find at shocktechusa.com and if you don't want to build one and you just want one built for you, Danny can do it over at Shock Tech. So make sure you give them a, uh, a quick look-see and, uh, and and let me know what you think. I think they're pretty slick looking. I, uh, I'm i going to have to shoot one here in the upcoming 10-mans, but, uh, but I can't wait, man. The, these things are so smooth, especially I haven't shot one with a gunfighter frame yet. And I've heard a lot of people say that it's... Uh, a lot easier to shoot an autococker now with that frame. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, but make sure you guys check them out, shocktechusa.com, and uh, pick yourself up a custom autococker. Thank you, Shock Tech. We are also brought to you by Charm City Paintball. Mike over uh, is over. <laughs> Mike over at Charm City is pumping out some sweet headbands right now he has a a whole lineup of gucci headbands uh i think i believe there's like a brown there's black there's red these things are sick man and they've they're limited run right now so i think he only has maybe uh let's see i think he only has maybe five five or six of each maybe even less so make sure you check him out over on facebook and instagram charm city paintball and uh and check out all of his high quality um and just he he'll work with you too. If you want some custom uh, head headband and headworks done, headworks, that's a, that could be a thing. Head <laughs> headbands or head wraps, uh, he can help you out. You know, I have a, an American flag one that uh, I've had tons of comp, uh, compliments on that he did. Uh, it, it's all hand sewn by him in his house, and uh, he's getting bigger and bigger, and, and it's awesome to see. And I I love all of his work. Um, I haven't heard any complaints from it, it's all it's so so nice it, it's all so awesomely sewn it's all heavy duty fabric that's gonna hold up that's gonna last and that's what you want out of a headband you want something that you're gonna tie on your head every single weekend that is not going to rip tear wear out anything like that and Mike um, Mike he, he provides that service um, Charm City Paintball Facebook and Instagram check him out uh, we are also brought to you by my Patreon. It is patreon.com slash theplayingonpodcast. It's a subscription-based platform where if you guys want to help out with me and the podcast and continuing this thing, please go over there, uh, check out the tiers I have. I have different uh, 
payment tiers and choose which one is is right for you right for you any donation is truly truly uh i'm truly grateful for anything um you know it's I, i'm trying to grow this thing i'm trying to get all the equipment that i can i'm trying to i'm trying to make this thing uh continue going from one podcast a week to possibly two depending on how how uh you know how much time i can put in this thing and uh with your help and your subscriptions i can definitely start being able to do that so uh thank you guys let me know what you think this podcast this episode is with nikki truder nikki t been around the game forever has seen all kinds of formats all kinds of players um worked for some of the best companies in the industry and now he's kind of going off on his own little uh, his own little adventure and he wants to provide awesome content for uh not only current players but players coming up and uh, it's it's really cool to hear. It's cool to see, and you know, somebody like Nikki that has all the knowledge that uh, that you could need, and that hopefully, as a new player, you would want. You could find at uh, at Nikki's page, and and he's creating all that for you. And I'll have all the descriptions, everything. Um, we will we talk about in the podcast, but I will also uh, be sharing with you guys. So, without further ado. Here is the podcast with Nikki T. Enjoy. Yeah, I mean, if I don't hear a laundry machine go on at some point during oh, this, I turned everything this interview, off. Just I'm going to be disappointed. You know, this should be like well, there's, a, on, there's a dehumidifier on. over there that I had to turn. It off. should be just like you know. Oh, hang on a minute! I got to get the clothes out of the dryer. <laughs> So, unless my wife's going to kill me. <laughs> yeah. Actually, there is a load that needs to be changed out <laughs> after this. So. <laughs> I know how it is. Yeah. The, the, the reality of professional paintball is like it's... you still have to iron and wash your clothes. Living the dream, man. Yeah, this is it. Living everybody else's dream. <laughs> I know, right? We're living a dream inside of a dream. That's what I, that's what I call it. Yes. Yes, yeah. we are. <laughs> so, how you been, bro? Uh, Good. I mean, it's kind of um, real interesting times for me in that, you know, I I left Eclipse, uh, not Eclipse, Virtue. I left Virtue yesterday was my final day. So, um, and I just kind of... You I just, just tipped over desks that, and everything and you were like, I'm out of here. I'm pretty done. Much, yeah. Pretty much. I can much. see that coming from me. So, you know, alcohol-free beer <laughs> at the desk. So, <laughs> no, it was just... Um, so, I, I went to South Africa in December. Mm-hmm. And um, I was going out there for an event called Super Cup, going out there to promote virtue, you know, do all the usual stuff, take a ton of product out for teams and, you know, as you do. Right. Right. Um, and as I've done for like the past 20 years and I kind of I got on the plane with the mentality of if I play my cards right and do everything I want to achieve over the next 12 months, I could get myself in a position where I can leave virtue and do my own thing. Right. Which is always the dream. Um, and then by the time I got back on the plane to come home, I was like, in order to do what I want to do, I've actually got to leave. Because, you know, whilst you're working for a manufacturer, there's a lot of there's a lot of comfort in, you know, wage security, mm. you know, use this product, we want you to go here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it wasn't sufficient freedom or right. neutrality. You know, like I could never, I could never work for Virtue and review a die rotor, for right. example. 
Yeah. I can never work for Virtue and review a push goggle, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. You know, it just doesn't pan out. I could never be a sponsored player from DLX and review a MacDev gun type right. of thing. Even though so, you possibly might like, you know, possibly yeah. might prefer another marker or something like that. It's so tough being a, a, a sponsored player in that aspect. I mean, it, yeah, it, it is, right? Um, and, and also, I've probably never seen a review in the past 20 years that isn't from somebody who's affiliated with a manufacturer. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, right. oh, yeah, of course your sponsored loader is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, your sponsored goggle never fogs up. Yeah. You know, everybody has the it? best paint in the world. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, uh, to be honest, I haven't shot. I haven't really shot anything else but Planet Eclipse. Right. But I, I mean, there's a reason why I shoot the LV series and everything. I mean, yeah. it's just and there's from multiple people that have told me. I mean, it's just and, and Planet as a company is great anyway. Um but it's just that yeah. that to me, hands down, is one of the best shooting markers, not being biased now, especially because I have no affiliations with anybody. So this is the freedom, isn't it? The that freedom. we probably craved for, well, for yeah. years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I this is where you're at now is where I was at four years ago in the sense of I just left Eclipse in November 2014. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had the pick of the bunch. If I wanted to go through a hundred solenoids for my, you know, geo, you could, yeah, you know. And when I say me go through them, if I wanted to ask someone to go through them, <laughs> yeah. I could, um, you know. And then I went to shoot a, a MacDev from then, and you know, my mind was blown that mm-hmm. actually there's a lot of other great options out there. Yeah, you know, for similar if not more affordable price points. So. Yep. Yeah, tons of tons of cool stuff. Um, then you know, shot luxes, etc., etc., etc. So yeah, real interesting times at the minute. Um, it's yeah. going to be good, you know. And I think what this one of the things that the sport needs is somebody who has the ability to say, "I like this, and this is why I like it," you know, or "I dislike it, and these this is my you know reasoning," yeah. and and actually have that industry stroke manufacturing background of you know this is why i like it because you know this won't break this will work when you know you're playing at 20 degrees or whatever yeah so you know none of this i was paid a thousand bucks to review this product and it is fantastic yeah type of thing (laughs) you should go you should go the bad guy route you should be like 100 super critical yeah you've you've seen ratatouille right yeah, right. You yeah. should be that that food critic where he's just exactly. Well, this is the thing; those food critics are paid good money, right. and they always eat, right? Exactly. They're, they it's a win-win. Eat. It is a win-win. Well, I've just done a post on PB Nation this morning mm-hmm. to to announce all of my stuff mm-hmm. because I have a pretty sweet um, deal with them where they're going to co-host all of my public content, so all of my reviews will be on their YouTube channel, right? Which is, you know, ridiculous reach, basically. Are you getting royalties for that? No. Just no. You're, you're simply getting just the Exposure. audience. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, um, I'm going to review a MacDev Prime. They're going to, that's on its way to me currently. Mm-hmm. Now, once I've reviewed it, I'm going to give that away. But nice. you can only w- win it if you're a patron. So, the review will be public. Are you on, on Patreon? Yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I just started that too. Yeah. So, um, you know, the review will be public, um, but it'll be, you know, it'll have links to my Patreon, etc. Um, and, you know, if you want to win this, sign up, you know, support and you're in type of thing. That's awesome. So, That's actually a, a really cool idea. Is I mean, it's one of those things where, like, my Patreon is five bucks a month, four ninety nine a month, and you get unlimited access. There's yeah. no other tiers, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just this is everything, but it's not just it's not just the typical content of you know this is how you snap shoot, this is how you run and shoot, all of the stuff that everybody is aware of. And everybody has their own take on it. You know, if, if we were if we were tennis players, we could go to, you know, the Agassiz School of Coaching. We could go to the Sampras School of Coaching. And the fundamentals would be similar, but they wouldn't be exactly the same because there's individual takes on, you know, how to do it right, so to speak. Yep. Um, and I think paintball is very similar in that regard. Um, what I how i'm differentiating myself from the norm is there's additional layers so one of the guys i'm collaborating with is probably best in the world at mental performance coaching Mm -hmm. so a guy called henry hopking who works you know with olympic athletes that sounds familiar the name sounds very familiar he's the man he is basically the man um so yeah he's the gary v of mental training so gotcha gotcha yeah he you know and just in the sense of he's the guy you go to if you want to be the best Mm -hmm. he's the guy who you say listen here's here's my 10 grand let's go so you know but no paintballer can tolerate that expenditure yeah so you know in order to make henry's um content teachings whatever you want to call it available to the the masses um i need numbers Right. And with numbers, I can make it affordable. It's mm-hmm. that simple. So I've chosen to make it affordable from the get-go and then get the numbers. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what – I mean that's what's awesome about uh, about Patreon too is you can set it up however yeah. you want. And, you know, I was – I was going back and forth if I wanted to do like one set um, subscription fee or if I wanted kind of the the tiered thing. And I I went more of the tier because I was just like, I'm just giving people people like options. And people do like options. And I was like, I'll write it up. It was kind of a pain in the butt to think about because what I was like, what am I going to say? How am I going to tier this out? What do I even want to do? How do you differentiate stuff? And how do you assign a value to this piece of content, that piece of content, et cetera? Exactly. But what's cool is that um, we're not relying on our our sponsors or certain manufacturers or anything like that. We're actually relying on people who enjoy our content. And I think that's what I I, I like most about Patreon is – because I've had multiple people yes. come up and go, dude, why haven't you? Ha- why don't you have a Patreon? I would love to help you right. out. I would love to contribute to your content. But you ha- and I eventually um, got off my butt. You should and was always, like, I mean, oh, you yeah. should always take a picture of their credit card at that stage. That I was like, like, I have a, I have a perfect buddy. way for yeah. you to contribute. Yes, exactly. Yeah, see that wallet in your pocket? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but it's but it's great yeah. because it, you know it, players. Um, you know, and you're obviously you're a former player, but you've been in the industry for a while. Um, sure. We don't. It, it's weird because you know, obviously we we do play for free, 
but there are, we do have um, expenditures. We do have things that we yeah, have I mean, to pay for and, and that we sacrifice. And how I was kind of helping balance that was the podcast. Um, yeah. Because there, there was some ad revenue. It wasn't crazy by any means. Um, but sure. it was something – but it was cool too. Kind of what we were talking about before was this was kind of my – this was my level playing field. Um, you know, as a player when I was still yes. playing – Last year, I can say now. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah, I, I when I did the podcast, I was like, the podcast is a separate entity from who I am as a sponsored player. Um, you know, and and uh, I mean, even, even then though, that's quite a difficult stance to nurture because uh-huh. whilst it is a separate entity in many senses, there's still a crossover. You know, yeah. you're still Karl Markowski. Yeah. So it's kind of, in some people's eyes, it's easy to separate that. In others, it's like you're still the same guy who I'm sponsoring with this gun. Right. You know. So right. why are you talking about that other gun? For example. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Right. You're still the same guy who I sponsor with. You know, mm-hmm. 200 cases of paint a year. So mm-hmm. what are what are we doing on a uh, pro shop factory tour, Carl? Right, so, but you know. it, that but that that's that comes down to politics where where it's it like does. okay, where are are you a sponsored player? As in, are you contractually obligated to exactly. those manufacturers? Or are you contractually obligated to the team? Or is the team that you play for contractually Correct. obligated to the manufacturers? And that's where it's Correct. such a gray area with paintball. Oh, it's the greatest of great because yeah. you know you're actually a victim of making yourself marketable in that sense, you know. Mm-hmm. As Karl Markowski from Aftershock, you're one of the better known players. You know, it, it, I honestly, and this is no disrespect to anyone, would struggle to name the Aftershock roster from 2018 in its entirety. Right. I wouldn't well, even get close. We went through a few guys, and some stuck around <laughs> and everything, but they're so yeah. new. I mean, they were, they were still, uh, potential was, uh, you know, I think there. 100% but it was just yeah. they're, they're so new they are so to that new. level and it's like yes and that's you know that's a huge part of it you know when you when you look at these kind of high level pro movements in the off season mm-hmm. is 99% established player goes from established team to established team right you know it's very rarely new guy comes in so mm-hmm. even you know impact picking up um, the DMG Tim. player, yeah, yeah, they still had it. They still had a year to kind of blood himself in the pro ranks, and you know the exposure of training against Impact all season as well. So, yeah, you know, yeah it, exactly. Far from green, yeah. So, is yeah. I mean, it's and you know going back to the days when I was a pro sponsored player, the amount of money I made was mm-hmm. ever. It just cost me less. Right. So, you know, it's uh, and I'm very grateful for that, you know, because we Absolutely. traveled the world and did a lot of cool stuff with a lot of cool people. Um, but the reality is, you know, we're not cashing hundred grand paychecks to to no. use equipment. No, <laughs> and I, and I think we were always trying to figure out a way to make that happen. In a sense, you know what yeah. I mean. It's always like it's always like we're, we're grateful for where we are, but because we're not making the money that we feel uh, that we could, yeah. we're always trying to find that opportunity and that door 
to open up. Not that we're always searching like behind people's backs. Yeah. I don't want it to seem like that, but it's like you're always just looking for that next opportunity to oh. of of who you 100%. know or you know something like that. And there was almost a collective pride when Ollie got his hundred grand three year deal from Die. You know, right. and every pro player out there just went that legitimizes us collectively that it could happen. You know, yeah, it could happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So sports version of the lottery. So. <laughs> right. And well, it's the dream, right? The dream is to, yeah. to, to play professionally and get paid, like play professionally. Yeah. And in, in yeah. the whole word and the whole essence of, of what that means is what that move meant um for oliver and you yeah. know th there was such, there's always such backlash it's, it's always like oh you know he doesn't deserve he, there, there's there's this whole that uh paintball players don't deserve it it's only a hobby this and that but i mean there's millions of dollars being going back and forth between this there's money being made and if yeah. if we can figure oh, out a way to, to contribute or you know have the trickle down effect to the players the ones who actually play it instead of being like you should be grateful that you're even playing for free and that's why you're on a professional team. It's like I mean, if if a guy gets paid to go fishing, there's no reason in this world why people can't get paid to play paint. <laughs> Dude, you know, I don't even want to start on this whole. Thing. Like, I, I especially with it's great. Oh my god, people get paid to. Well, look at the, people get paid to eat food like critics. Food they get paid back to Ratatouille. I love to, it. Or 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 so. to watch a movie. Somebody gets paid <laughs> yeah. to go watch a movie. And then tell yep. you what they like or don't like about it, and then people take yep. their word for it, and, and might not go see a movie, or they do go see it based yep. on somebody else's opinion, which which is kind of segues into like how uh, you know Brad from uh, Paintball ruined my life. Yeah, I had yeah. a podcast with him, and I was kind of talking back and forth about it. I was like, do you ever? I mean, do you ever get tired of the same old questions all the time because you review stuff where it's like, you know, should I get this or should I get that? When it really comes down to kind of like, it's really whatever you want. I mean, because it's always yeah. kind of the same question. It's it's, yeah. it's whatever your personal preference is. I don't know. And he's like, oh, I mean, actually, I, I kind of like it. I was like, man, I would, I would go crazy because it's really because I would just keep telling people, just try one out. And if you like it, keep it. If you yes. don't. But it's really I mean, comes down to personal preference. I, I think that Brad does a great job, mm -hmm. actually. Um, I think he he's actually enjoyable to watch, right? Which which is the biggest hurdle, I think. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he's he's um, he's doing a good job, and I'm pleased because there was a time when he thought he might have to quit and get yeah. a real job. Mm -hmm. And I don't know so, all the details of that. Um, me neither, but I'm pleased he's still around because right, I think it's good. Mm -hmm. So I think he's made a really name for good. himself, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's, there really is a void in the sport at the moment for content. You know, there's no, there's no authentic content, in my right. opinion. In the sense of, you know, there's content you can pay for, but and there's content that is paid for. In the sense of, you know, oh, right. let's review this as a sponsored player you know etc 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 we've all seen you know the new gun comes out sponsored team does you know a little feature on it you know efficiency test whatever you know yeah. oh way more accurate than my previous version of whatever this is type of thing mm -hmm. um and it's just it's, it's unfair it portrays the products in the wrong 
light, in my opinion. Right. Um, you know, so one of the one of the things I want to do when I review a product is, yes, I'll shoot it. Yes, I'll use it. But I'll also give it to a random selection of people to use on, you know, test days. Right. So that they can, you know, hey, Mr. Paintballer, who has played a month, tell me what you think of this. You know, don't worry about the price, but tell me what you like and what you dislike and just give me a feedback of, you know, is it comfortable? Did it perform how you expected, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. An honest opinion. You know? Yeah. And if it, hey, if it, it's a gun and it leaks out of the box, you should say and be yeah. able to say this leaked out of the box. Right. You know, uh, and this was the reason why. Mm-hmm. So... You know, if it's goggles and they fog up, if it's a loader and it jams, etc. If it's paint and it was too fragile, you know, or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, there just needs to be some actual kind of integrity. So, what in do you think would be? Thing. What do you think would be a more honest opinion? Somebody who has a, a seasoned player who has played, who mm-hmm. can maybe tell the difference between fragile paint and stuff like that. Like, like let's say you give a new player a whole, a brand new setup. Right. Yeah. And then you give somebody yeah. who's played, let's say, four or five years, a brand new setup. Who do you think would yeah. give the more honest opinion on product? Even let's say if the seasoned player was not sponsored, right? I think um, I don't think either would give the best. I think it's a combination of the two and mm-hmm. everything in between that's going to give the best. In I the sense so, of, if you gave Agassi a frying pan. And said, "I want you to return serve." He'd get that ball back. You know, in, mm-hmm. in joking aside, you know that tennis ball will come back. Oh, he yeah. might not come back every time as accurately as he could with a racket. Yeah. He'd get balls back at you. <laughs> um, you know, if I give you a Tipman, you're still going to go and shoot people. Mm-hmm. So I actually played rental with a Tipman on Thursday, and <laughs> it was so much fun. Um, so uh, much fun. I've had my days like. I enjoyed playing for Tipman, but I can't, especially with mechanical markers nowadays. Uh, like, if I'm going to go shoot mechanical, I'm sorry, Tipman, but I'm going to go. The, like, I enjoy the, not to do a, like a plug or anything, but the EMEC that Planet has, like, I, that. Bang put, for buck is dude, right that up put there, the fun it? back into paintball yeah. for me, shooting like of what, what it felt like when I first started playing with a, a 98. Yeah. And exactly right, and the, I mean we were we were playing a walk on day on Thursday down at Jed's place in Birmingham MPF, mm-hmm. and uh, you were doing back to back games. You know, play from one end, turn it around, play from the other end, and uh, a kid's tipman just ran out of gas after the first game. So I just gave him my shocker and said, "Here, you shoot that, and I'll shoot your tipman." So we did the whole. Oh, it's great! I'm I machine gunned for a good. How can I make you do that all the time? So it was awesome. It was awesome. But, you know, and I even did the stereotypical gun over the head, mm-hmm. shoot a ref. So all good fun. Uh-huh. So, you know, and it was just kind of, as you rightly say, it put the enjoyment back. It makes you, sure, it makes you appreciate what you have in terms of equipment and, you know, the luxury of shooting good paint, et cetera, et cetera. But it was also so much fun. Right. You know, gravity fed loader. Tipman rental, literally with you know a thousand psi, yeah. and go out and make it happen. Yeah. Um. So you know, in terms of getting back to the original question of you know the reviewing and stuff, I think you need a real rounded opinion. You know, you give us any paintball product in the world, and we'll make it work to the 
point where we go out there and we have an effect mm-hmm. on on that point, on that game, whatever the scenario is. Um, but it needs to be, in my, my opinion, you need to have a review of, you know, this gun is super cool in this scenario. You know, this feature works in this scenario. I mean, my eyes were, as crazy as this probably sounds, my eyes were completely opened to the limitations of packs playing a walk on day. Mm-hmm. You know, those pots are precious. You know, every yeah. time I reloaded, I would literally you'd have to put that pot back because i'm not trudging through acres of woodland to find those guys yeah so you know but it's kind of we never think of the ease of putting that pot back Mm -hmm. it's just you know this is a one way yeah fill and throw (laughs) so there was no little dude running around picking them up after me yeah so no you know maybe that's a market Mm -hmm. so you want to be a pot scenario pot runner (laughs) <laughs> that um that brings me to kind of another part is um obviously uh you've heard about the NPL and yes. uh, and kind of what we're trying yes, to do yes. what we're trying to do there um you know if we we've had so that's kind of what we this is that's going to be our take on on how we want the public to finally hopefully see paintball and recognize paintball as a professional sport and and stop hearing the oh you can do that professionally we want to try and alleviate that question right we we want to kind of join the two worlds of of people who don't know about paintball and and obviously the paintball world um so like the the kind of the 60 odd billion oh the the, the everybody else thousands yeah just kind of like and just smash the two worlds together and use any kind of media platform to be able to cool. effectively do that. But um, what I've kind of come to uh, what's come to my attention is that, you know, there's been a lot of players who have said, well, what you have to do is you got to get rid of, of, of what we play now. And, and what we play now is going to be that that's not true paintball and this and that. And, and what we need to go back, we need to go to five balls a second. We need to go to mechanical markers. And we, and like, I, I thought about that and I'm like, okay, well, if we go back to that, I feel like we're going backwards. Yeah. Obviously, okay. it's fun. It's great. It's it's a great time. I have a blast doing it. But that sure. but that isn't what we have evolved to as what paintball is, right? No. And and I I think I don't even though that might be more fun for us and maybe even easier um, for people to watch in some aspect. It's still gonna at at its base. We're we still need to explain the sport. And I think we would do the same if we had 15 yes. balls a second capped semi-auto. I think it would be the the same world. I, th- I think people would, um, you know, people are coming, what are you talking about? Maybe five balls a second mechanical is going to be way, like, people are going to get shot either way, right? People are going to be able to yeah. hold a lane or not hold a I lane. Mean, it's, I mean, let's draw, let's draw a quick comparison to motorsport, for example. Mm-hmm. So Formula One, yeah, the most expensive – highest performing equipment out there by by a country mile yeah i've never seen lewis hamilton change a tire on his car ever yeah maybe he does at home maybe he does right maybe he does but let's assume that there's probably 20 people before him in the queue (laughs) you know i don't want to see tyler Harmon squeegee his barrel in between points i want to see him give that to someone if you know if that's the professional you know 
I want to see them hand their stuff to their pit crew and get it serviced so that, you know, the reality of the situation is, you know, what's going through the athlete's head. Right. You know, don't take up my, I, I would be a selfish viewer in the sense of, I don't want to see, you know, them struggling with that, you know, whatever the, that is, whether it's, you know, broken paint, broken equipment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I just want to see that dealt with by right. someone who's paid to deal with it, to legitimize the professionalism. I want to see the emotion of the athletes, though. I want to see the frustration of, you know, why am I getting shot off the brake like a donkey four points in a row? Yeah. You know, how do I fix this? I want to see them being grilled by the coach. You know, this is Todd Martinez prime time. <laughs> yeah. In, 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 you know, to my mind, this is... Or any professional Martinez sports. against Martinez versus Glaze. Mm -hmm. You know, title fight is not just Dynasty Iron Men. Yeah. It's it's huge. Um, and I think the platform that the MPL creates is fantastic because it comes in at a tangent. You know, it comes in with the ability to edit to a highlight reel rather than just have, you know, live. And not that live is mundane, right. but live is diluted. You know, edited gives you the opportunity to to tell the story in the way that you want to tell the story. Now, and this isn't saying, you know, falsifying the turn of events, but just have the luxury of capturing the emotion and showing the emotion in relation to the actual, you know, on-field marry the off field and the on field because mm. i think that's what's that's what's missed um and with the greatest one in the world you know the nxl world cup just gone was probably some of the best paintball i've witnessed live in the past 20 years right um when you only have two minutes to appreciate the emotion between points even if you're in the pits you don't capture everything and you know that's where that's the the chink in the armor so to speak of telling that story um and it excites me that you know something like the mpl can actually overcome that because you know there's nothing stopping you having four cameras in each pit you know there's nothing stopping you having players mic'd up mm -hmm. you know i wanna i'm all for them cussing each other out and it being raw emotion true to form that then gets yeah it absolutely yeah. you know we know that they're mad with themselves when they miss a shot that they should have taken. We know that they're mad with themselves when they, they mess up and they make a move that they shouldn't have moved, that they shouldn't have done, yep. or at the time that, you know, they thought they could do it and they get punished, you know? Mm -hmm. There's not always that level of accountability when it is live because right. too much happens. So, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. The sport. I think it's gonna you're gonna see who actually performs out there rather than just assume who performs, which yeah. is what excites me. I think, you know, the cream will rise to the top. So mm -hmm. it's super exciting times. Yeah. It's so. gonna be all those all those small, minuscule shots that, that are so yes. nuanced. Uh, that, yeah. that people don't get to notice that, that the, the shots that I look for that, that yeah. I try to pull off and sometimes do. And then, and, and then 
I go back and I watch it, and people are like, well, and there goes uh, so-and-so. Not sure where he got shot from, but he's walking yeah, off. That I'm must like, have been a bounce oh, shot. I told yeah. you that a bounce shot. I yeah. shot that guy through this crack <laughs> exactly. like this right here with yeah, one ball. I mean, what, I mean, what would be what would be super cool from my perspective as well is you know I kind of like say I watch football, real football, not your padded stuff. Mm. The you know what you guys. I'm not a fan of football. Affectionately so called. Oh, not hurt my feelings. No, me neither. I'm soccer all the way. <laughs> so, um, like, say I watch um, football. So mm-hmm. today, New Year's Day, there's there's some big matches in the Premier League. But the stats you get will be, you know, kind of this player made this many passes with this much, you know, this completion rate. Yeah. Same as you would get in American football, right? But you actually have that appreciation of, holy cow, in 90 minutes, that guy made, you know, 190 passes or whatever it is right you know i'd almost like to see um and this is without knowing anything that you guys are planning for the mpl but let's say you know you play the mpl you have a jersey that has like a a tracker in it so you can capture all the player movement you know this guy's run you know 890 yards in this match and this guy's run 53 yards. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's the uh, what's the 53 yard guy doing? Yeah. So yeah. the technology is there. Of, the technology is completely there, especially if you know you could grid. I know that there is the technology exists to to grid that area and you know and add some accountability or yeah. some some statistics to you know this is the work rate for this guy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, the, back in the old days when um, Virtue did the the rough chips in the guns yeah you know there were some awesome stats of you know this player shot this much paint etc etc mm-hmm. um you know and it wasn't without its faults or its hurdles to overcome um and i'm not saying that but i think you know we have the opportunity to take quite an idealistic viewpoint now yeah. um and almost say you know hey in an ideal scenario what's everything we'd like you know let's get it on the list yeah. Let's see how many of those things we can actually make happen. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we we've cool. actually looked at software and, and research software that uh, does live motion tracking that will track your uh, your your speed, your velocity, everything. And and um, we're working with a company, Brightcove, who um, cool. Matt is probably going to correct me on that, but I'm I think they're the ones that. They're the ones that that are going to we're mainly going to be working with. I don't know if they do that that software or not. It might be another company, but um, yeah, we're looking into all that stuff, and that kind of segues. That'd be awesome. That segues into um, this post that I had um, like a week ago that kind of got some traction, and it was and I was talking about um, getting rid of ramping and how I feel that oh, has I saw. Yeah, yeah, and I, saw. I feel like. I haven't been able to come on and really explain myself because it kind of got out of hand and everybody was like, well, uncapped to this. And I was like, where, where did you get uncapped? I didn't say anything what? about uncapped. All I said was get rid of ramping. That's that's all because I feel like it's, you know. Well, I think your post got traction initially because you kept it to one sentence. Yeah. You know, and as crazy as that sounds, that that's attention span mm-hmm. territory. You know, and it was kind of it wasn't an elaborate post about why it was just a one sentence statement of, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we could do this, please? Thank yeah. you. Yeah, Abs- 
And it's not like I'm asking anybody to do it because no. we're obviously no. going to do that. No. But or to, or to give you like a hundred bucks to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and and my whole reasoning behind it was that I truly, truly feel that ramping has hindered us and hindered players and given given them this false sense of ability more than it has helped anybody. I feel uh, players coming up, and and I feel like Question. it. Yes. Question for you. Right. Has ramping hindered, which has hindered the most, ramping or pre-published field layouts? If you, you could get rid of one, what would you get rid of? It can't, because both it can't would, be both? <laughs> it can't be both. Because, because both would change the game. Welcome to the NPL. For the better. Oh, right. Oh, it's almost like, I mean, this isn't even pre-rehearsed, is it? But, (laughs) you know, this is like ramping versus predetermined field layouts. Mm -hmm. I would get rid of the field layouts first, personally, because Um, I want people to think. You can still have a machine gun, but if if you can't think, you're you're not enjoying paintball, in my opinion. So it depends on who you're talking, who you're trying to help out. Or, like, for as far as the fields go, I think the fields would make it more interesting even if you still had ramping would make it more interesting watching yeah. professional players but i think if you get rid of I, I don't think getting rid of fields would affect the players the divisional players coming up um i i think i mean i guess it kind of would if, if they play tournaments it would um but i think ramping in and of itself is everybody says well you know if everybody's in the same same playing field that's not the fucking case. That's what pisses me off so much is because th- yeah. there should not be a level playing field. When you play a professional sport, it is not T-ball. It is not fucking T-ball. Not everybody can hit a 90-mile-an-hour fastball. And if, oh, and they when, can't? No, right? Oh. And then when, when people say, oh, well, you know, uh, when shooting, when twiddling your fingers, uh, that's not a skill. That's not a skill. No, you don't oh. think it's a skill because you can't do it. And every, and then and then they revert to well you know you, you have cheater boards, fuck off, I I I've never used a cheater board in my life and just because maybe a majority of people did because they didn't take the time because they were lazy yep. to do this thing, you know now you can throw yep. it off as not being a skill but when it comes down to it and you go back to semi auto and you have guys that cannot shoot for shit left handed or or even yep. the same right handed in semi auto. You're not going to be able to hold lanes. You're not going to be able to hold guys in. There's going to be moves being made, and I think it's going to change the game completely. And especially now, and that kind of that segues into virtue. That segues into planet and everything. We oh, we yeah. have the ability to do that now. If we had the ability back then to be able to control that, we have more than the ability to do that now. And if we can get companies on our side, and even guys who are in the tech world and the software world to be on our yeah. side, meaning hey. Figure out a way to try and cheat the system and 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 be compensated for it. Help us out. You know what I mean? And, yes. and let's let's make the penalties more than uh, not worth yeah. it to even try and cheat in the league because you're really just going to be cheating yourself and your team because it's going to be ungodly if we catch you cheating. And exactly. And, and um, why I'm so set on doing that is because I feel like individual skill sets need to be. 
uh, brought back. And I feel like just being able to snap shoot yes. with a machine gun is not a skill set. It is not a skill set. I saw a video uh, back before World Cup, and it made me sick. There was a guy in a corner, and he's and he's snap shooting down the side, and he's loading, and he's doing this, and he's one finger, and he's doing this, and then he comes in, and he's looking on the inside, and he does this down the tape, and I'm like, <laughs> and the kid probably Look, looked like he was what he. What early twenties, Bruno. Yeah. Well, no. Oh, so. like, well, it's just it, it. It frustrates me because then people think that they're good, and 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 yes. handing them a machine gun like that or, or a tournament marker in a box, and they can just take it out, and then they think they're this this player who can dominate everybody because you can maintain five balls a second, which ends up shooting ten point five or whatever the fuck it is. Half a ball a second is stupid. I don't even know why we say that shit. I know it's probably something to do with. You know the the milliseconds you pull the trigger. I just say say 15 balls a second. Say this, but anyway, that's my rant. My point is that the NPL. <laughs> I, I would really like to see 15 balls a second semi-auto. Work with the companies to be able to find the guys who are going to try and cheat because obviously yeah, we know that it's going to happen. Oh, but 100%. if we can alleviate that and if we can bring back that skill set, because not. 90% of everybody out there is not going to be able to maintain 15 balls a second f- like they can. Uh, shooting a ramping marker 10.5 oh, and then and then another argument no. is that uh, well you're gonna shoot more paint when you shoot semi-auto I guarantee you that teams right now shoot more paint shooting ramping than they would shooting semi-auto I guarantee you for the simple fact that it is easier to maintain 10.5 or 2 or whatever balls a second and easier to do that than it is to maintain a lane of 15 balls a second you say 15 balls a second capped but you are not going to be able to do that and i can guarantee it and just for that simple thing it's there's i think there's this whole falsified um uh thing that people think they're going to shoot more paint because it's capped semi that you it's you're shooting a ramping marker that will within five pulls will maintain 10.2 balls a second Oh yeah, it's like my nine-year-old it's, can shoot ram, right, for right. as long as he wants. My six-year-old can just, as well. It's, so. it, it frustrated me, and I'm, I know I'm going on this whole rant, but I, I didn't respond to anybody I on enjoy that post. This rant. <laughs> no, this is great. I didn't respond to anybody because I had I wanted to do this in a podcast or or, or something yeah. else to be able to explain myself, and you know everybody's gonna say, well, it's not a skill and this and that. I was like, okay, well, how about this? Go on the field against somebody who can really truly shoot. Um, their marker really well, and you do you do your ten point two maintain balls a second and and good luck um, because the skill set player I feel is going to come out on top and it's just it's going to be more disciplined I feel is there going to be accurate. like a I, I hope in the MPL that aside from the the matches the games whatever the format you guys decide I hope that there's going to be some random kind of challenge oriented stuff for the players so for example there should be an all-out speed test mm-hmm. so you go semi-auto uncapped you know i want to know who's the fastest player in the league not just on their feet but you know actually with the, their fingers mm-hmm. so you know who can who peaks at 18 a second or whatever right right you know i want to see that speed test of you know sprinting but not just you know oh here you go, two guys on a track, let's go. Two guys kitted out, four pots, let's go. I like game you speed. Know? I was I was I never liked to race. I never liked to yeah. race, but I feel like I, I was never faster. Saw you race. 
I mean, I've never seen you run. I seldom so did. Fast. I seldom did it. Yeah. Just glide. Just yeah. But I did yeah, feel like I was just, faster on the field than actual racing. It's just a jog. Well, the funny thing is, right? You probably were faster on the field because people are shooting at you. Right. I had to Nobody get away. Nobody runs from him. slow in that situation. Yeah. It's just like the. Of course, he's fast when people are shooting at him. Mm-hmm. You know, jogging around the park. He's taking it easy. He's yeah. looking at dogs, you know? Well, I hated so, racing, so I'm doing something that I yeah. did not like. I didn't enjoy. I didn't like doing. Exactly. I just did because people came up and they challenged me or yeah. whatever. But when I'm on the field, yeah. that's something I love doing. So if I want to get I to A to B quickly. I it when you shoot at me. Exactly. Yeah. Let's go. Right. And then it, we're talking. Now that's a race. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I mean, that's, that's going to be something that too that we're going to kind of focus on too is we're going to have those little and, – and with the technology and be able to track guys like that, I think we're going to be able to, to bring those uh, more I think of those type of that type of exposure of you know this is the skill set within the sport I think that would be huge as a platform for you know encouraging kids to aspire to greatness because that's what and you know and I say kid not just in the literal sense of sense of young person mm-hmm. but you know there's a lot of paintball kids out there who've only been playing you know a year, three years, five right. years. Right. You know? What if we could so, give you, I mean, what if there was something as simple as being able to give you a, a statistic of knowing a guy is right-handed or left-handed, right? Simple stat, yep. right? Yeah. But let's say we can give you a percentage of how many more people he shoots left or right-handed. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a pretty cool little statistic to be able to know, yeah. right? And, and, oh, and, absolutely. And watch a guy, you know, play offhanded, like, oh, and he, you know, uh, so and so is offhanded on this slide. He might have, you know, and the other knowing the other guy is possibly on his on his on hand, on his, yeah. on his you know. So it's kind yeah. of you have those kind of stats Should to be throw bonus around. Bonus points too. for yeah, you know, offhand against on hand. So, well, I so. think what we can do is we can bring up, um, you know, how they uh, it, the PBA used to bring up those bar graphs of each team of their their yes. strengths and weaknesses or whatever. Let's yes. say we bring yes, that yes. to individual players. You know, we well, that, say offhand kill, you know, cool. off-can eliminations, um, on-hand eliminations or, or standard-hand eliminations or whatever. Yeah, and it should almost be like, a, you know, I'd love to see the kind of Spicker versus Short matchup. You know, this mm-hmm. is the snake's battle for this match, you know. Right. And Spicker shot Short in the face four times. And this is Off-handed. all. This is all pre or, or post show can be done. Yes. Has some time in between, more time in between points yes. or or matches or whatever that we can talk about and build the narrative. Well, um, that player can even narrate it. You know, yep. both of those players can give you, you know, their first person perspective of, you know, hey, mm-hmm. this is exactly what happened. You know, I didn't know he was there, or you know, I knew he was there. I knew he was shooting in field, so I made that bump. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. So, wow, exciting. Yeah, and I, I think I think it truly is, and I think we're going to bring you know that different perspective to the game, uh, to you know be able to explain it a little bit better, or have people follow it a little bit more, um, who who aren't just normal everyday players, but people coming up, and and I, I don't think we need we we can't lose the NXL, we can't lose Ghost Sport. You know, we're not we're not trying to overthrow anybody. Yeah. We're just trying to do yeah. something in our own way, and you know, it's that's we're just trying to uh, show what we think paintball could be, and you know, if people like it, they like it, and, and you know, our, our goal is to grow with the sport. Well, presumably, we're going to see a lot of NXL players 
play in the MPL as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, part of me kind of hopes that we actually see them playing different teams in the MPL. Ooh. I would, you know. Well, I don't know. Kind of... See, I don't know. Like, you know, how we were talking about sponsorship crossover. So I don't know yeah. how much that would affect everything. It would. It would. People would lose their minds because you know how can <laughs> yeah. how can this guy who gets given this free product use another free product? Mm-hmm. You know that would be <gasps> yeah yeah, and that's the that's the that's kind of travesty of the situation of the lack of um, you know development of this industry in sport. Right. You know this is and this is, you're right. It goes full circle back to you know am I Karl Markowski the sponsored player? Or am I an aftershock player, the sponsored yep. player? Right. You know? So yeah, and bringing um, the, bringing it back to that individual player uh, aspect of it mm. too. So when you register, when you get to the event, uh, this is an, an NPL thing. But if you get to the event yeah. and you register as a player and as a team as a whole, um, you're yeah. regist- You're not maybe you're not registering, but you're checking in. But then you you check in as an individual player. You're gonna check in with a marker. And that marker will be signed, assigned to, not assigned to you because it's obviously your marker, but the serial number, everything will be taken down. And we're we're still trying to figure out the exact details. But if, if this is another way to try and alleviate, you know, cheating markers and everything is, is you're going to be assigned to that marker. And if anything happens to that marker where it's, you are responsible for it. And then you on the team are responsible for, you know, interesting. Yeah. So, we're, so, we're... so theoretically, you could have an issue with your marker where, let's say it's a hot gun mm-hmm. and it couldn't be turned down. You'd have to play without a marker, theoretically? So that if it can't be turned down, obviously we are hoping to have uh, support from die from planet from to be able to have techs on site, to be able to switch out a reg if need be. We're not necessarily worried about people... Um, well, I guess, or is it more a case of if that marker was, let's say, caught within a legal mode? That's more. That's more of kind of yeah. what we're doing. But I mean, yeah. that brings up a good sure. point. But maybe that's kind of a, um, you know, hopefully everybody hangs on to maybe two markers or something like that to be able to have that and bring that with them. I feel like paintball players are so unprepared anyway. So would you would you allow that? You've got you can have you know this is my this is my number one gun. This is my backup gun. Because I think that's actually a pretty neat statement to make from the get-go. Yeah. Of you, you need two markers. Mm-hmm. If you're a one-marker so. guy, the MPL is not for you, sir. Or right. ma'am. Right. And I I've I, I rode that line. But, the, I mean, it also comes down to where, uh, you know, you, you say like a hot gun and then you get handed another one that goes out. The player that hands that other player that marker is still responsible for that marker. So if Ooh. you know what I mean? So it's kind of one of those things where it's like if you're Ooh. if you're trying to cheat as an individual player – that marker that maybe that player you handed uh, your marker is cheat. It goes back to you. So if you're trying to oh. maneuver, you know, manipulate the system, it's not yeah. good. It's not good. And I feel like having a having capped fifteen or twelve or whatever we're gonna do, we have that cap where it's not. We have a ceiling where we can we can go. Okay, cool. that doesn't sound like fifteen, right? I like. That. And we can even slow it down. In real time, if we need to go back to, to uh, a camera in slow motion and, and capture, and we're capturing 20, um, you know, 18, 21, something like that, we're like, okay, we know, um, you know, something, something's up. And, uh, but, but I think, 
I think I like not it. having layout, not having layouts come out. I think having capped semi, uh, it, it's all going to bring the fun and the creativity back to the player. And I think, and I think newer newer tournament players coming up, uh, they're going to have to learn like how we did. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna rely more on accuracy uh, than than accuracy by volume. And I like. It. Uh, it, You're gonna I, have things like transfer windows for teams, franchises, etc. Yeah. Good yeah. physios. What's a what's a physio? Like a physiotherapist. <laughs> so you know, like I'm like, oh, we need all of this stuff, you know. So well, I mean, we're we're just starting fully out. Fully legit, fully legitimized. Get physios from the get go. We're trying to we're trying to figure everything out. We're we're trying to we're trying to figure we're trying to we're talking to we're talking to GoPro. We're talking to Sony. We're talking to nice. Amazon. We're talking to um, multiple companies that obviously are a lot bigger than the paintball world and really trying to figure out what they need from us to be able to maybe adapt to their audience. Um, I mean, that's, that's interesting. I mean, you know, just that statement alone, you know, the GoPros, the Sony's, the Amazon's, you know, aside from the equipment that they make and it's used to you guys, it's, it's the market. Um, you know, Amazon Prime and their their homegrown video content, mm-hmm. you know, they do exposure on sports teams, um, yeah. et cetera. This could be this could be huge, right? Who um, knows? It could be a, net, a Netflix uh, deal in the future yeah. where, where we sell yeah. to Netflix or something like that. I mean, it's it's crazy ideas. But the thing is, is that you can't. It's not there, crazy. Well, I mean, Netflix exists. There's been Netflix a ton exists. of people who have people have, who have cut out our knees from underneath us and be like, it's not going to work. This has been tried before. Right. This and that. I was like, OK, I understand yeah. that. I understand people have tried different things. But if we don't continually yeah. try to progress and we are just content on whatever this is, there there will be no progression. There has I mean, to be somebody trying to do something in yeah. a different way to not only compete with, even though I say we're not competing with the NXL, but competition-wise, it makes each entity better. Yeah, I mean, the, the crazy reality of this sport is the, the NXLs, the MPLs, the, you know, whatever whatever tournament series in the world if you put them all together that's you know 0.0001% of people who play paintball right exactly crazy mm-hmm. in the sense of you know PB Nation's YouTube channel 240,000 subscribers over a million views a month it, it, that's you know that's mainstream right everything else is nowhere near Mm-hmm. is the reality at the moment um and you know it's kind of the comfort zone is the killer everybody is comfortable competing at you know similar venues similar organizations similar formats similar yep. pricing etc um you know and there's there needs to be change is good change yeah. isn't always good but right. the the desire to change and evolve is good yeah. you have to you have to want to move out of your comfort zone. I mean, I'm kind of, you know, I'm in that phase where I could be eating pot noodles in 12 months if yep. things don't go to plan. You know, <laughs> this, yeah. could be, this could be the last time I do an inside broadcast. You know, <laughs> I you haven't know? quit my day job uh, because so, of the NPL or anything like that. So there's there is no I, there's no promise. I have, I yeah. I have quit mine. Um, <laughs> which is 
you know, as scary as it is exhilarating. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I feel that this is this is the right move for me at this time. And this is going to force me to do things right. Right. Um, because if I don't, <laughs> no bueno. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, but the, the thing that excites me is that already, you know, and we're literally January the 1st, right? Already I'm reaching players who I would never have had that exposure with in the past. Right. And that's from within the industry, which is the scary, crazy thing. You know, two walk-on events over the Christmas period that I played, I met more people then in those two days than I have in the past year. Mm-hmm. Because everybody I've seen in the past year are people I've already known. Yeah. So, you know, for decades. And we're very insular in the in the tournament sense. You know, I think um, one of the super cool things that could happen from the MPL is almost, you know, and I don't know the time spans involved, but let's say, you know, 2019 is a test of how do we make this right in terms of packaging a product that we can go to a Netflix or an Amazon Prime, et cetera, and, you know, say, here you are. Here is content that you desire. Um, Let's say there was, you know, scouting for 2020 and we had an unknown kid from wherever you know from the netherlands let's say so it's not us based mm-hmm. you know who just decides hey i want to make a name for myself i've seen this i've watched this and you know that's what i want to do yeah. so yeah you know a, a maddie cling type of scenario for dynasty so he wanted to make it happen and flew to flew to florida did the combine etc got picked up yeah. So, and we sure, want the NPL yeah. and we want the NPL to be semi somewhat exclusive. It's kind of we want it to almost be kind of one of those clubs where it's like you have to be a you have to be a professional player and team uh, to eventually play on the NPL field. Kind of a, kind of a deal where it's where it's aspired to be on that field or be a player in the NPL. And whilst I like that, my fear of that is that we're too insular currently in that right. you know there's there's a lot of pro teams and players who have bought spots mm-hmm. you know uh, and shouldn't necessarily be there in my right. opinion um there's a lot of very professional players and teams you know but i think if we were if we're brutally honest which teams run like professional teams it's a handful Right. So, you know, there is there are the dynasties, there are the impacts, there are the heats. Aside from those three, I think most other professional teams are playing catch up. Yeah. You know, our our elevation in the same league in the sense of infrastructure for that team. Probably not. You know, are DMG in the same league? Probably not. But you know, they at least have the background and the input from impact being, you know, so so close. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. I like I like the exclusivity, so long as you know, you work hard and you put in the effort, you can get there. Yeah, that's the caveat for me. Yep. So, um, but no, yeah, super exciting times all round. Yeah. I think this is this is going to make a lot of people kind of sit back. I hope this is going to make a lot of people sit back and just think, man, I want to make that happen and just go right. out there and do it. You know, and yeah, it's either pushing your team, pushing yourself, or both of those things, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it needs to happen. I I, I think we kind of we've given up on, um, you know, everybody's like, well, we need to get it on TV. I was like, obviously, that's not that's not our goal is TV anymore because I mean, there, there's so many different platforms now. There's there's live, there's Twitch, there's YouTube. There's I mean, there's there's so many different ways to portray what we have, and yeah, um, it's the same thing with getting outside sponsorships. I mean, we have been. Yeah. Right now, and, and you know, obviously, there's people in the in the uh, industry that oh, we've tried this and we've tried that and we this like we're right now we're we're just doing this circle inside the industry of of um, eating ourselves and shitting ourselves out and eating ourselves and shitting ourselves out. When I feel like we we truly truly need to spread our wings and and our feelers and be able to people yeah. are interested, companies are interested, uh, manufacturers are interested in. Um, in finding new ways to promote their product in the same essence as as we are with ours. I think there's a lot of lazy entities in this industry who are quite happy coasting. I think, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, personnel who have held positions for considerable periods of time mm-hmm. and they don't really push to evolve. They're just comfortable. Right. You know, this is Paycheck comes in, I go to the same 10 events, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah. Um, I, I see very few people pushing for change and pushing to develop or pushing into, you know, even different markets, right? Um, and it's it's crazy. It's crazy how much opportunity is out there and how much potential is out there. I think some manufacturers are very conscientious um, and try and grow stuff. I think some employees are very conscientious. But I think... The majority aren't in both senses. Yeah. So, you know, the the industry is kind of, in, in my opinion, a self-fulfilling prophecy of nothing will change <laughs> unless people, either we get new blood into the industry and, you know, that new blood comes in the form of companies, tournament series, manufacturers, teams as mm-hmm. well, teams and players. You know, if you suddenly, if a if a whole new team rocked up, um, you know, and took took the NXL by storm, everybody's going to sit up and take notice, right? You know, they could they can have their own gun, they could have their own jerseys, they could do whatever, right? Um, but everybody's going to there'll be a buzz about them, and there'll be a kind of wow, how did that happen? Type yeah. of thing. Yeah. So. Or imagine an unknown team that an unknown team yeah. that plays in the NPL that plays against yeah. maybe some other teams that are known, and we we present it with um, a better payout, uh, more media yeah. coverage, media coverage for the teams, so that they that way they can not only promote themselves but they're also promoting the league, and and you know we present that it's not you know that team may let's say a team in the NPL wins the NPL tournament yeah. event number one or whatever and maybe they're not as well known or people think they're as good as a team that won the nxl but we're gonna make uh we're gonna make the public believe that they are the best yeah. in the world because they are why not they're a professional team professional is only a title given to you when you give somebody thirty five hundred dollars for an entry fee to play in the pro league Correct. Or, you know what I mean. So Correct. it's like it can be manipulated, but the thing is, is we're not trying to. Yeah. We're trying. We're not trying to pick up any. You know, we've had teams contact us, professionally, professional teams, semi-pro teams, and divisional teams, and and people that okay. have wanted to open up um, franchises, and we have been 
I don't want to say super selective on 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 who we're taking it. We're, we are obviously surprised because we didn't go out and try and reach anybody. It's kind of the, sure. one of these things where it's like, hey, we're with team so and so. We're interested, you know. And and what we want to do is we just want to we want people to play paintball. And, and there's a lot of teams at the at the level of um, the pro level that maybe they don't they don't get the recognition like they should, and they're playing against teams that get three four five times as much playing time and um because they can afford it or whatever but uh we want to build the narrative we want to build that narrative of if you're at the pro level man you can hang but let's say you can't hang with three got three pro teams that play year round um and and get paid to travel and play together all the time let's say that that's not you know that's not the case. Maybe in the NPL, you have teams that are just are really good and and play against each other. You might even have better competition and better games and better matches in the NPL because of that. Who knows? How much? How strong an affiliation do you feel to teams being the correct vehicle? As in, if um if I said to you, okay, here's two hundred players or a hundred players. Let's go hundred actually. Okay. Is a hundred pro players. And the format of the MPL is not team orientated, is individual orientated. And for round one, we're going to draft 10, 10 man squads. Go. You know, so a divisional player who thinks he's got it could come on board as a rookie mm-hmm. and be like, you know, there's no politics in the sense of you play for whatever team, you use whatever gun, you use whatever paint, you use whatever load of goggles, etc. right? Right. Just rock up, bring all your gear, you know. But you're accountable for your gear. The only thing with that is that we cannot, we can't build the story throughout the season. And it, it, and it, even though it would be easy to follow for us because it's just a player showing up and playing, as far as presenting mm-hmm. it to an audience or or trying to get people to follow it, it's like, okay, yeah, they can start following individual players. They, it, yeah, it, sorry to cut you off. Oh, I was no, just going to ask you know, could it be done in in a similar kind of fashion to the CXBL was done um, back in the day where you had these regional franchises, but the reality was nobody knew any of the players really. They were just kind of, you know, okay, you're playing for the Toronto Chargers and, oh, there's three, you know, any Hurricane players on board or whatever, right? Three Vicious Mm -hmm. guys or whoever. I'd almost like to see, uh, you know, franchises are available for whoever wants to pay 10 grand to be on you know netflix right. let's say now as a franchise owner you you are part of the draft which in itself is you know content and that'd be great you know yeah who who picks first who picks who first you know how do they you know you pick from this team and i'd love to see you know somebody like bart own a franchise someone like randy own a franchise mm-hmm. and be picking like I wish I could have Tyler Harmon, but he always says no to me. You yeah, know, that type of thing. That yeah. would be that would be insane. Well, the reason why that wouldn't, as far as like why it, why it wouldn't work, work in the NXL, why, it, why it's not yet happening. Well, because so. one, there not every team there there is no budget cap. Correct. So so the teams that can go out and afford players and build these super teams can do it with no. Nobody no, stops them. There's no yeah, competition. There's no there's stopping. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, when you have teams that are playing, that are still playing with the guys that they played before, and they're obviously good, they've made it to this this step. They still yeah. can't 
the super teams, it's it's so hard to be able to compete against that. And until I think we have that cap of where we every single team that is involved, the team owner is a millionaire and can afford to pay his guys and fly his guys out and and build whatever kind of super team they think is a super team. Um, But but even then, it's like, um, let's say there's a there's a point system. Right, I think somebody is doing something like this. But let's say there's a point okay. system. So you're going to tell me that yeah. I can't go play for a team that asked me to play for them because of some made-up point system that has something to do with stats or how much you think I'm worth. But then there's no transactions being made. Like that make that makes zero sense. That, I'm not going to tell you anything like that. I'm just going to tell you that you're not as fast as you think you are. <laughs> So and kick and I'm coming for you, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> chew them first, then kick them. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, is there like, it's weird, isn't it? Because the logistics of the MPL, I guess, are one of the biggest challenges in mm-hmm. the sense of, you know, guys have to fly in, etc. It's not right. going to be local for everyone, right? Um, if it was... But you are doing it at it local was, fields. Which I like. We're, yeah, yeah, we're holding all of our events. They're going to be at local fields. Uh, we've been talking to field owners. And I think that's going to be able to – what we're trying to also – I'm sorry to cut you off or anything. But no, we're, no, no. We're also no, trying like to it. bridge that gap um, of of tournaments, um, tournament players, and the, the local fields and recreational stuff. Because we wanted to, we wanted to be able to – uh, number one, I mean, overhead is going to be a lot lower if we if we hold them at local fields. Right. But what we want is we want the recreational play to be able to recognize the tournament play and the turn- tournament play be able to recognize and interact with the recreational play. Like one idea that we had was having, um, you know, the whole safety videos and safety presentations and everything, have an NPL presentation of NPL pros giving um, safety uh safety yeah. whatever you know what i'm talking about doing a safety sure. video for for local fields sure. and then at the tournaments uh that are at local fields is interacting with uh interacting with people that are there and 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 doing maybe even doing a small clinic there or just you know just figure out a way to help grow the tournament side because obviously we want paintball to grow right but when paintball grows it's not like it's not like we grow as players and 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 more players come on as tournament players. No, the industry itself and and the GIs and they grow because now people are yeah. buying more paint and this and that. What we want to do is try and grow the tournament side. So if we can if we can get recreational players to come out and go, oh wow, this I didn't know you could do this, and they're at a local field yeah. and they're having this tournament, um, and like oh, this that, is oh the that's so cool, thing, isn't it? Yeah, because and then they, and know, then they can play the same weekend. You're actually you're actually not trying to grow the pie so to speak you've actually added another oven right which is what the kitchen needed mm-hmm. we want to help the local you know? field out we want to bring attention yeah. to the local field we want to bring news crews out we want we want it to be an ordeal obviously uh our our main thing is the show right the post show um but if yeah. we can start getting uh if all we got to do is worry about grandstands and ordering in grandstands or small stands or whatever you want and have people show up and and uh and, and make it a small event and bring attention to it to help the local field out. Not only is that field going to enjoy having the NPL um, every year, or every other year, or whatever, they're going to want to help push the tournament side. If we can come up and show that, hey, we're not just some nuisance, 
of of players coming in and shooting up all these rec players and everything. If we can if we can start yeah. at the at the ground level and and show what we truly are and what we should be, then I, I feel like it's a it's progress. Yeah, I mean, you know, fast forward five years, right? And this could be a national tour that you know yeah. the the manufacturers go on the road for the season. The teams mm-hmm. go on the road for the season, you know, and it is a, you know, a twenty stop whatever tour, you know. Yeah, and, there's plenty of local fields out there. The, tons, and we get to we get to the point where you are a professional athlete because you are employed to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and imagine, you know, imagine the 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 field owners. Not that they're doing. A shit job because I think there's some amazing fields out there, and then I think yeah. I think there's some fields that call themselves a tournament paintball field um, that that are a lack thereof um, that yes. needs some help. But the thing is, is that if we could if we can bring so much attention to the NPL and sure. bring it into local fields, and having fields need to hold a standard um, to be able yeah. to hold an event like that, which is only one field, we only need one field, right? Um, I I think it will up the ante on field owners who are trying to open up a tournament side that want to maybe yes. host an NPL tournament in the future. Now yes. we have fields becoming better and better and better. We have less complaints from tournament players that there's this and there's that. And well, I don't think they'll ever dwindle. So well, yeah, but, but I mean, let's say, uh, let's say all, we, we all improve together. Yes, absolutely. Right. And that, that's yeah. what we, that's what we want. Not, not that we're trying to hold, fields to a standard but it's like we're just trying to hey man if you hold your but if you if you do in some way hold yourself to a standard as a field as a player as a team whatever you are now you know as first impressions go it's going to be huge oh well let's say let's say you know what five years here's your challenge okay let's have a 40 week season 20 events so every other week there's an event the in-between weeks are like test events at that local field. So all the teams are in town, the testing, you know, you've got, that would be so great mm-hmm. to have all kinds of, you know, all kinds of personalities would evolve from that in that, you know, this is the, the die tech. Yeah. This is, you know, the Mac dev tech type mm-hmm. of thing, you know, and, and those guys suddenly become a personality within this sport. So, I mean, you speak to a Formula One nut and they can probably tell you, you know, the top three or four or five employees for every single team. You know, yeah. this is the, the team owner. This is the head mechanic, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Uh, that's the guy who wears white. And it says Williams is all I know. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not invested that deeply in, in right. the sport. But I know guys who are. Um, and I think it's, you know, getting to that level of not professionalism, but content whereby the personalities come through there's nothing wrong you know everybody loves a villain mm. as well right you yeah. know the vinnie jones soccer character was you know relentless for going in for hard tackles you know and making opponents pay mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that you know he when he when he crossed the line or transitioned from gray to black he got punished yeah. you know and you know you're carded and you're off um, and I think that's that's a big part of it as well. Yeah. Um, there are other guys who are you know whiter than white. There are other guys who played the gray. Right. Um, they they they're all very viewable for their own reasons. Yeah. Um, you know, and it would be it would be great as well to 
you know, add other layers of this is how you care for your equipment. This is what you should consider when you're thinking of this equipment. Right. You know, this is how you look after your pain, etc. Or this, this is, is how you know, I like, do it. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, much like Formula One and the different tires for different conditions, you know, that same level of consideration exists currently. It's mm-hmm. never explained to anyone. Right. You know, and how many teams have you played on where you trust one guy to go and test paint for the whole team? <laughs> You know, and he goes, oh, yeah, there's, uh, let's use the pink and we'll shoot it through uh, 691. Yeah. And everybody just goes, okay. Yeah, and it's that so, guy's opinion. And let's yeah, say he shoots is. a Geo and I shoot an LV1. So it it's is. like, yeah. Uh, all right, well, I'll yeah. shoot whatever. Because but, it's... you know, it's the, it's the nod and smile brigade, yeah? Yeah. Uh, you know, hey, mm-hmm. Rich said it was okay. Let's do it. <laughs> so. But, I mean, is, is uh, do we think all this is going to work? We don't know. And and I think that's that's the biggest thing is we we don't know but we are willing we are willing to try and um, one one thing you do know is if you don't try you'll never know we'll never know and that's yeah. that's that's the I think that's one of our biggest our biggest setbacks in paintball is we always have like a two year a two year turnaround or even sometimes a year turnaround where we try something for right. two years that maybe was working but because for some reason we're like all right well we're gonna go besides the whole true people always said too is like oh well the true semi was true and that only la- because dude that was no. that was terrible that was, that was awful that was and it was the muddiest event ever mm-hmm. so yeah yeah you know you know the kind of going not really off subject but just hearing you talk i remember um because you're you're english right are you you from new england are you from like no but like, I'm, like I'm a rhode island holding. accent or is that Old England. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Old I, England. <laughs> so a Saxon type of England. When so, uh, when you used to <laughs> when you used to com uh, commentate oh, oh, for the NPPL. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That England. The That's real a nice one. mug. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fantastic mug. So when you used to commentate for the NPPL, yeah, uh, there was a match we played in San Diego when I was playing for Avalanche. We were playing against okay. Dynasty in the night. Okay. Yeah. And oh um, yeah yeah. You yeah. remember that one? Yes, I do. And uh, and I, this is one of those moments where it like sticks in your head. Um, it's when I shot Davy Williamson in the wrist. Yeah. yeah. And the ref went over there and wiped him off. <laughs> I don't as, know what has happened. So because I remember you, I remember you talking about it and. Uh, you, I, I, I go back and I watched it, and um, I remember you going over there and going, "Oh, David Williamson, getting hit in the wrist. Oh, and the ref is wiping him off. Oh, I guess it's just a part of being Dynasty or being." Uh, it's, I mean, th- there were certainly some Dynasty fans mm-hmm. in the refing staff back then. Yeah. Um, I always took the approach of you've got to say what you see. Right. If a player chooses to wipe a hit or a ref chooses to wipe a hit off a player, mm-hmm. then there should not be a cover-up of that fact. Right. Especially if it's caught on camera. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, but with that, um, it, it was it was cut to where you didn't see – you couldn't see it. So the right. video back, you couldn't really right. see it because it was like you – Those damn it. Those damn editors. Oh. So – but but yeah. my my whole point of that is that um what is your what's your favorite format because if you I mean you've seen all of these formats and um mm. you've seen the ten mans mm. you've seen the the seven man you've seen the X ball yeah I, I think the 
tough question to answer in one sentence in the sense of it's very it's very player orientated for me mm-hmm. it's not just the format you give me a an archie montemayo against a Karl markowski against a tyler Harmon, against a Kyle spicker and i'll watch any format yeah you know you give me um an oslo menace who would just typically lock stuff up and just play 30 minutes out type of thing mm-hmm. in x-ball um against another team of the same nature and it's just a sit and wait game i'll switch it off right. i'd rather watch ping pong um you know you give me you give me the opportunity to play and i'll i'll take the woods every single time yeah because i can play that field a hundred times and do a hundred different things and that to me is that to me is the essence of paintball right um i want to see creativity that's what i really yearn out of watching it i I think there is there is a definite skill to people shooting fast. There's a definite skill to people being able to snap shoot, um, being able to run and shoot, etc. But give them the opportunity to be creative to do and so. Yeah. Have my attention. Um, well, yeah, I know, think that's is, where semi pro com- or the or the, uh, the semi auto comes in. I think that's where not not releasing yeah. layouts come in. I think that's where the four yeah. pods come in. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not hung up on the four pods thing. Oh, I am in that. Yeah, see, irrelevant. <laughs> irrelevant to me in the sense of um, you're limited anyway. You're limited to how much your gun can shoot. You're limited to how much you can carry. Um, you know, guys like me, we don't carry a lot of paint because it seriously slows us down mm-hmm. as well, right? And our backs are bad. Um, you know, four pots is freaking oodles. You know, if you can't shoot people oh, in four pods, you're playing the wrong sport. Even as a back guy, um, I think four pods is enough. But I, I, I go back and I watch matches from 2014 or 15, even oh. recently. And guys, I saw one where Oliver was taking out like 14 pods. Yeah. Going yeah. to a can. I mean, and like, that never I'm happened, ever. That. If, if you choose to shoot equipment that can consume that volume of paint, good on you. Because I know you've got a big-ass tank for example. Mm-hmm. And if I'm the guy who chooses not to and use a smaller tank, so it makes me, you know, harder to hit, faster, whatever the 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 kind of rationale is behind that decision, mm-hmm. I, I'm not against that at all. Use what you want in terms of paint for me, because if I'm carrying two pots or I'm carrying twelve pots, I'm very rarely gonna run out. I'm gonna play to those limits. Right. I'm gonna you know, the less paint I have, the more the more certain I'm going to be of that shot. I'm not going to be the guy who rails, you know, 100 balls at someone's toe. I'm going to actually make that bump and shoot you in the side of the head. So there's two, and, yeah, there's two reasons why we are, I think we we're going that way is because, one, you should be able to do your job in four pods. Absolutely. And with that, the average... Well, you're not professional if you can't. If you can't, That's exactly. Well, exactly. You cut from the league. And, if you and, run out of paint, cut them. Right. Well, and and the that reason the why contract. guys did that and carried out so much paint is because they could hold a lane so easily with ramping and everything like that. Correct. And and the the second reason is because uh, it was, you know, the average point in an X ball match is like a minute and a half, maybe right. two minutes. The average point. There's so many guys that walk off with five pods, 
six four pods three pods even and and Jesus. you could only yeah. yeah you could only shoot so much in a, an average point and if it goes a little yeah. bit longer then okay then it gets a little bit more um dramatized yeah because now You're compensating guys are, for the for the kind of the the unaverage point right no. and now shooting semi-auto you for can't the hold a lane as easily you have to rely on your accuracy now you have to you have to with and having four pods on your back you're like okay I need to adapt myself to be able to do this job. Everything looks, and, and on top of that, everything looks so much more uniform um, with everybody having four pods. And, and I think um, the jobs now become more important uh, in, in, a, in a way where anybody can play, anybody can play back. Hear me out. Hear me out. Anybody, no, no, no. anybody I, can play back with a anybody ramping can. marker. Yeah, with a ramping yeah. marker and unlimited paint. Anybody can play back. Yeah. But now, if we're in semi-auto, and you can only have four pods. Who do you want behind you? Somebody who can really, accurate. truly, what? Yeah, guy who's accurate. <laughs> yeah, somebody who can really, truly yeah. do that job to the best of their ability. And and yeah. and now, not just anybody can do the job anymore. It's like it kind of goes back to the seven man days. You know, guys had yes. certain positions that they played. There was a reason why there was yeah. front guy, mid guy, back guy, and why they were the acclaimed back guy or front guy or this or that but now when yes. they say that it's like well, well any with x-ball anybody can play anywhere well yeah true you should be able to play anywhere but if we you know give me four pods and go to a corner i'm not a very good back guy i can tell you right now i don't shoot nearly enough paint to be a back guy i, I had that sneaky suspicion you like to move <laughs> you don't stay at the back i like getting you so be close a back guy when you're in front of them that's You've watched like, me play for years, dude. You you know how the, I play. I like getting call. close and sneaky. Yeah. And imagine yeah. now with a horrible back guy. Oh, terrible! Don't people yeah. tell I me mean, to not fill a corner behind them? That's okay. I hate to I hate to break it to you. But Doesn't you did hurt not my feelings. The top ten back guys of twenty eighteen, <laughs> or seventeen, or sixteen. <laughs> no, you're number one. Worst. Oh, so, dude. But that's fine because you know moving. what? That's not my job. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, we, we want to bring back those uh, and going back into the NBL 2 where we're not going to release layouts. That, that brings out everything that, that happens at practice of you figuring out a field. We want that shit to happen on Friday or on Saturday. Or I was going to say, is it is it going to be like a – what about a completely blacked out netting that you just cut the ribbon on like Saturday morning? 8.59, right, guys? We're starting at 9. Here we go. So here's an idea that I had. To, to get fans and people who watch more involved. So uh, before each event, we are going to have players. We're going to have, a, you know, that whole guns up thing, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll yep. make our own or whatever. We'll, we'll have a different form. I like that guns up thing, by the way. That is very cool. Um, now let's say they have – everybody has access to the guns up thing, and they have access to our bunker set, right? Yep. So before an event happens, two months before it happens or whatever, we release – all the bunkers that we're going to have, which is stupid because we're going to have the same bunker set, whatever, through the year. But what I'm um, – well, don't, we, don't go giving these things away. People <laughs> will start building. Now. We have players and fans submit field layouts. And then let's say a couple weeks before, we take all those field layouts that are submitted by fans or by players or whoever, and we take it yeah. down to 10 or 20 or whatever. And now that Thursday morning – we draw a field layout. I say, I say no, Carl. And we build I say it. no, and I stamp. Too my bad. Fist I'm doing down, whatever okay? the hell I want. It doesn't because matter. Because 
I've never been able to design a golf course. Yeah, I've never been able to design a, an F1 track. No, do what. Have you ever tried them? them? Oh, many a time. That's fine. Many. You should see my back garden. That's great. So, but that's the, that's the greatness about having people. Because for every one of you, there might be five guys who do like, enjoy building fields that we can choose from. Because we could look at your true. field and go, this is stupid. But then we'll go to the next hey, guy I'm and be like, wow, that's really actually awesome. <laughs> or or you might be really good and you're just saying that you suck. You know what I mean? So it's like – but but it's that option. It's like imagine you're a kid or, or, or a player that – or a ref at a local field that enjoys building fields, right? I almost, when, I, I almost like them not knowing what bunkers are even available. Like, you know, the old days when we got yeah. back. When you would turn up at an event, you'd be like, there's a PMI fish. How am I going to play that? Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a car wash. You know, the first time you saw the car wash, Mm -hmm. nobody had practiced on that. Yeah. But everybody could play paintball. That's the, that's what's missing. Right. You know, it's kind of, um, it, my, one of my pet peeves is the fact that, you know, players, tournament players nowadays compete on five layouts a year. By and large, right? You know, the the average tournament player in Europe doesn't compete in the NXL. The average US in, in the US NXL, mm-hmm. the average tournament player in the states will never come to Europe. You know, it's it's the it is the luckiest of the lucky who get that opportunity, right? And it's either you know self financed or they get a great opportunity that they can't pass up. And fair play to them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day, we'd probably I'd play 40, 50 times a year, every weekend, right? Yeah. I'd, in fact, I'd probably play 100 times a year because most weekends you're out there both days, right? Right. Now, rarely ever played the same layout twice in the sense of, you know, you'd be at a different field every week. You'd be, you know, different layout, even if you're at the same field, etc. Some events you play for two or three teams in the same day. Mm-hmm. And you learn to play paintball. Yeah. You learn to play what was in front of you, and you learn to recognize there's an opportunity. I'm going to take it, mm-hmm. you know. And you wouldn't always take it. You wouldn't always take it first time. You, but over time, you would learn to. You'd learn the art of even it, as much as the art of shooting fast is an art and a skill. The art of reading a layout is Absolutely. a skill. Absolutely. You know, and it's um, the so that is a. There's a lost generation currently. That's what we're battling against. We're mm-hmm. battling against, you know, here's your layout. Get used to that for a month. You know, practice right. as much as you can. Even right. if you can't practice on it, watch this video of how you should be practicing on it mm-hmm. and then go and compete on it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that little Band-Aid needs to be ripped off with all the hairs intact, Yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. You know, yeah. And let's be like, Trial you know, by fire. Hey, hey, learn to play, learn to play paintball. And this is how you can learn to play paintball. Exactly. You know? Because then, at its core, paintball is paintball. Paintball players will yes, adapt. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and this is why, I mean, I'm coaching um, a team this season. And one of the big things that I'm going to insist that they do is actually get out there, play some woods ball, and get some unpredictability in. And it's not so much about, you know, you're behind a tree instead of an inflatable bunker mm-hmm. It's the creativity that they miss. Right. It's, you know, they're conditioned to one environment. They're conditioned to, you know, set field layouts, set bunker sizes, etc. Yeah. You know, you've not embraced paintball to the fullest. 
until you've been stuck crawling through a bush and yep. somebody spotted that bush move and decided to dump a loader in and you've got to adapt <laughs> right you know right that type of that type of mentality mm-hmm. and you know and this is why and part of that part of that bridge of how to reconnect these generations comes from classic paintball mm-hmm. part of that bridge comes from removing the safety net of ramping part of yeah. it comes you know from not releasing layouts etc relying then, on yourself yeah and then you start to see um a re-education of the current paintball generation in that I think some will make very safe decisions to stick with what they know. And I think some will embrace the change and go, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to try that because if it makes me a better player, it's, you know, it's great. Currently, I think we've got, let's put it into nutritional terms. You've got people who want to eat right and they eat a salad on Sunday. And Monday to Saturday is just whatever you want. Yeah. And they're never going to eat right. Mm-hmm. Even though they eat right some of the time. Yep. Overall, they're always going to struggle. Because fast food is easy to do. Cheap. Yeah. Because Cheap. ramping is easy to do. To to play with your yeah. friends every time you step yeah, on a field yeah. is easy to do rather than challenge yourself and maybe walk down to the other end. And, yeah. and I think that, that right there is like, um, you know, I had a guy at World Cup come up to me. And he goes, hey, man, I coach a team, and uh, I was just wondering if you had any advice on kind of like what I should do to kind of help the guys get better uh, individually and as a team. And I was like, you know what? This is going to sound stupid, and you've probably heard me say it before. Um, but, one, have them shoot semi, number one. Yeah. And don't, don't, don't tell them not to worry about needing to shoot fast. Have them work on their accuracy. Have them work 100%. on have them work on, And then, two – is have them work on their offhand. It's like simple shit. It's like instead of instead of yes. you know playing together all the time, sp- you know, s- split up. Um, have challenge guys. You you need your individual players, and who who they think um is is a better player on the team or this or that in, inside the team itself. Have those guys challenge themselves in like okay this weekend I'm really I'm, I'm I want to play left handed. You know it's simple yeah. shit. Just doing little things yeah. like that to help the individual player get more confident. And, and, and become a better and player it's is so it's so basic right. as well in the sense of you know I think I carried my gun in my left hand for like a year just yeah. to build up a bit of strength you know and you do all your drills left handed whatever it was where we actually you do a mixture of left and right obviously and you might be more but comfortable honestly left handed because you did it so much but you think I you're not more people left handed exactly because because subconsciously, I had to try harder. You thought it was your offhand, so you had to work harder. Correct. So you, you're probably more accurate left-handed you than you sure are right-handed. You make sure Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You, you really do. <clears throat> no, I mean, there's so many uh, there's so many cool topics within this, mm-hmm. you know, this sport that even, with the, even if we chatted 24 hours a day for a week, <laughs> we'd never cover anything. That's why I love right? this platform of, of, of yeah. long-form long podcasts. And, and I'm so glad that I got into it because otherwise yeah. you and I have never had a conversation like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, and and one of the one of the <clears throat> you know you're talking earlier about the things you remember from like the past decades. Mm-hmm. One of the best conversations was one that we had um and an event it must have been I don't know if it was like twenty seventeen World Cup or if it was early in twenty eighteen. Mm. 
when we saw each other and, and we both acknowledged, you know, we had the conversation of how many times do we pass people who we know mm-hmm. and just go, hey, what's up? And everyone goes, yeah, hey, what's up? How are you? I got to go with Pete now. Or, yeah. Exactly. It, yep. Exactly. But we've known and each other for years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's actually, you know, stopping, taking the time, you know, how's the family, you know, how's everything in your life as well? One of the, one of the big things that kind of hit me like a sledgehammer was I heard um, it was Alex Gray on his podcast, Chad, to Chad Boussier, yeah. about, you know, some mental health challenges. And I never appreciated one that Chad had gone through it or acknowledged that, you know, people really, you know, close within my network, obviously, you know, working for Virtue at the time, Damage was the, the prime sponsored team, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just kind of, it hit me like a sledgehammer of, whilst you see these guys a lot, you don't often acknowledge their individual circumstances. Right. And the, you know, everything is just measured in success on field. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, you know, 1% of their life. The yeah. amount of time they actually spend on the field. And we just all bypass the 99% that matters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of good people within this sport who want to drive it forwards and do positive things. And I think it's, you know, platforms like this allow a lot of people who wouldn't have a voice to have a voice, which is great. Yeah. It's is super constructive and positive. And I'm very grateful to be able to uh to be able to, you know, give that to everybody yeah. and, and and have yeah, some kind absolutely. of an outlet. Yeah. No, it is. It's no, it's super, super interesting times. In that, I don't think paintball has been at such a pivotal stage yeah. for a long time. You know, there's there's so much going on this year that you know players will have new options. Um, you know, tournament players will have new options. Mm-hmm. Players in general will have so many options. It's ridiculous. Of you know, you can embrace this content you can watch this content you can find out about this you can do this you can experience this etc yeah you know this is it feels like we're kind of tip of the iceberg in a lot of senses but we have sledgehammers and dynamite mm-hmm. so we can get to lower in the iceberg yeah. <laughs> so yeah so it's exciting times yeah absolutely well <clears throat> nikki i appreciate it man i I know I, I would love pleasure. to talk to you more, um, uh, you know, throughout the throughout the season and and talk to you more about uh, about everything you have in store. Where can people find you and your Patreon and uh, and social media? So I have a Patreon site set up. Um, it's rocking and rolling. Uh, it is basically called Trutonology, which is how I'm branding the content that I'm releasing. Uh, there's one monthly subscription fee of $4.99. Uh, and I, I aim to keep it that affordable forever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's so much content to still come out that, you know, nobody's ever touched upon, let alone me touching on it. Yeah. So there'll be coaching content, there'll be product reviews, there'll be tournament roundups, there'll be team spotlights, all kinds of, you know, Q&As, podcasts, etc. This is uh, every single door is open. Anybody who wants to be involved, reach out and be involved because that's what it's about. Um, 
I've just done a post on PB Nation today about the whole topic and, you know, the whole platform. PB Nation are going to co-host a lot of the content, you know, a lot of the public content, so the reviews, the Q&As. There's going to be a lot of collaborations from people both inside the industry and outside. So, you know, some, some world-renowned experts in the fields of things like sports optometry, which is vision, mm-hmm. and how your, how your brain processes, okay, this is what I want to shoot at. How do I correlate that hand-eye coordination, etc.? Um, and also mental performance. So, you know, how do you how do you prepare for World Cup, for argument's sake? You know, I think if you if you did a poll of every professional paintballer, their preparation would be very different in some respects. Mm-hmm. It may be similar in other respects. Um, it's probably not consistent enough in areas that it needs to be. Yeah. Uh, in in. You know, that's one end of that mental spectrum. The other end is the guys who are just getting into paintball. There's the whole nervous excitement. You know, how do you contain that nervousness and channel it into actually efficient mental processing? Right. You know, how do you remain calm when you're about to get bunkered? How do you remain calm when you're about to bunker that guy? How do you... How do you come back and play again? Yeah. Well, this is it. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there's very different aspects, right? If you if you put um, mental performance recorders on two snake guys, one snake guy consistently breaks to the snake and gets to the 50 within 30 seconds against the other guy who consistently gets shot going to the snake, they're going to be varying so much, right. right? You know, now you're still a snake guy in both capacities, you're a snake guy who's performing in one. You're a snake guy who isn't in the other. Mm-hmm. How do they cope with that? You know, yeah. what's we know what's going through their head on one level in the sense of there must be disappointment if you're consistently getting shot. Right. There must be doubt in the sense of you know, am I fast? Am I you know, am I aggressive enough? Am I being too aggressive, etc. There's doubt, but the layer that we don't acknowledge or understand is actual the actual mental processing that's gone on you know am i thinking about the right things has my preparation been right you know am i making the right decisions on the field yeah yeah i mean it's on field decision making but it's also have you been making bad decisions in the run-up you know right did rich choose the wrong paint for argument's sake you know, yeah. it's all these things. So, you know, you may have smashed paint in practice the day before, and you may acknowledge that you're shooting the same paint, but it's never been discussed. How are we going to overcome this? The weather may be different. You may have slept badly. You may have had an argument with your wife, girlfriend, whoever at home. Mm-hmm. Your job may be horrible. There's so many other, you know, areas of influence mm-hmm. that the current professional paintballers, it's not even on their radar, yep. let alone the guys who are out there. You know, As in, I doubt Mikey Bruno or Rennick ever had that chat with Aftershock. <laughs> if you know, okay, Friday night, guys, let's do all the basics. Mm-hmm. So, you know, good night, sleep, and all of that stuff. Yeah. And yet you guys were, Aftershock were a professional dominant team for decades. Mm-hmm. You know, the era of, being able to just drink and have fun and go out and party and then play yeah just because everybody else was in a worse state than you is gone this Mm -hmm. is you know this is time for 
the kids to and i mean that in the literal sense of you know people new to paintball you have the best opportunity yeah. if you're a clean slate and you can come in and you can embrace this challenge and go you know what i'm going to make a name for myself in this sport all power to you um and everything and anything i can do to help you on that journey you know it's an open door yeah and i relish the challenge so super exciting times man sounds great man and if, if i can help in any way um you know, even if it's, you know, I mean, that's one of the, obviously one of the reasons why I want to do this podcast with you is be able to help spread that word and that, uh, that knowledge and, and get it to the ones who, who are really interested. I think for me, there's a couple of turning points. You know, the first, it's easy to get your friends to sign up and believe in you having known you for however long a period of time, right? The first thing that made me think, you know what, I can make this a full-time gig and go for this, was when the first person signed up who I didn't know yep. on the Patreon. And that was kind of like, a, I honestly have no idea who this guy is. Yeah. I don't even know how he heard of me. He's not on my Facebook friends or, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't follow me on Instagram or anything. He signed up. So, number one, That's how awesome. the heck did he find out about it? Yeah. You know, and number two, this is freaking awesome. I'm going to send him a message. <laughs> Thanks. You know, and it's kind of just being able to to do that and realize that stop worrying about the 0.01%. Right. And start concentrating on the 99.9 mm-hmm. is is going to be huge. Um, I mean, what, it, what interests me from you personally is – there's a point in this journey that's going to come probably in the first six months where this content will be unlike anything you've ever been exposed to as a professional paintballer. Yeah. And that's the point where that touch paper is lit, in my opinion. And this makes every professional player question, wow, why haven't we sat up and taken notice of this? Right. You know, why have we never acknowledged that this is important and this could give us the edge? Now, it would be it's significant enough for everybody to take note of. I know and, you know, I'm humble enough, I'd like to think, to recognize that not everybody will. Some will poo-poo it. Some will, you know, some will never even Always. look into it. Always. You yep. know? Same and, thing with the NPO. You know, yeah and more power to the people that are humble enough to go you know what this could help me yeah um you know so super exciting times and and i think there's so many opportunities here in that even with the product reviews i would love a manufacturer to turn around and go we want you to review this be completely brutally honest and any areas that we can improve upon we want to embrace and do it and it yep. results in better products for the players. So, and the products are good now, right? Right. There's never been a better time in the sense of some of the stuff we've used in the past has been toilet, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like we, we must have dealt with, we've broken thousands of paintballs. We've chopped tens of thousands of paintballs. We've had hundreds of loaders jam. We've yeah. had guns break and everything. The average, you know, the, the bar has been so significantly raised over the years that you can buy a kick-ass loader for under 100 bucks and right. go and play in the professional division. Mm-hmm. Well, now you know? a loader – and see, that, that, that's the thing too is a loader only needs to keep up with 10.2 balls a second or 10.5. Yeah. But now 
we can bring on uh yeah now bring now back that arms race exactly bring in the arms race of who whose yeah. gun actually does shoot better who's whose loader does actually keep up and you know there's no yeah. there's no like well why would i buy a 250 dollar loader when this 120 dollar loader keeps up yeah, with my 10.5 miles a second well this is it you know your formula one car isn't affordable compared to a you know off the street vehicle mm-hmm. but if you want to be the best you've got to use it yeah you know yeah. i've not seen a ford focus win formula one for quite a while <laughs> so yeah it's uh so no i mean it's great it's it's great and i wish you guys all the best with mpl um you know vice versa. if i can if i can help in any way open door buddy absolutely you know it's the same way around 100 percent well, revolving doors right here <laughs> absolutely well Nikki <laughs> T I appreciate it bud and um, I wish you the best of luck and I'm sure we will uh, keep in contact and talk very soon love it thanks Carl have a great day bud you too thank you again Nikki for taking the time and sitting down and chatting with me it was great, man. Good luck on all of your adventures and endeavors. I really appreciate it. Uh, and a big, thank, a big thank you goes to our sponsors, ShockTechUSA.com, where you can find all of the sickest autocockers on the planet, uh, all hand-built and constructed by Danny Love himself. You can also find uh, the gunfighter frames, regulators, anything you need to build your own or have them pre-built by the man himself, Danny Love. Um, again, shocktechusa.com. Also by Charm City Paintball. I appreciate it, Mike, for uh, for all all the everything that you're making, man. The uh, the headbands, the head wraps, the the pack bands, everything is amazing. And uh, I I recommend everybody out there to check him out, Charm City Paintball, on Instagram and Facebook. The the best quality. Um, you know, everything's probably I'm gonna say less than ten are uh, are made and it's just great work and and i really appreciate it he's a good dude and if you haven't listened to it yet i i did a podcast with mike um i don't know what number it is but uh but it's a really cool story and um you know how he kind of ended up here he he was in a uh the what is it the people who knock on your door i can't even think of that name. <laughs> oh man it's early but um I keep thinking Mormon. Mormon is not it. It's Jehovah Witness. There it is. Um, but uh, anyway, check out his stuff, Charm City Paintball, on Instagram and Facebook. Give him a shout-out, and he can work with you on any kind of custom stuff that you have up your sleeve. So uh, thanks, Mike. And uh, please, everybody, go check out my Patreon. It is patreon.com slash theplayingoutpodcast. And, uh, and subscribe. And, uh, and donate if possible. I have a, a, a few different tiers there, but uh, but anything helps. I greatly appreciate it, and um, I, I really, really appreciate all the support that I've had uh, for the podcast. You know, I'm, I, I want to keep bringing this to you guys, and uh, that's one way that I've found that I that I can do so. So um, please check it out, Patreon.com/slash/theplayingonpodcast. And thank you to you all for listening. It has been an amazing journey. Uh, 2018 was awesome. I cannot wait to see what 2019 holds. And uh, yeah, it's just starting. It's just beginning. And with uh, with the new league coming in, 
with uh, with the, the moves, with the things that I have planned. It's it's going to be great, and, uh, and I can't wait. So remember, everybody, please do not text and drive. Listen to podcasts, and I uh, hope you all have a great uh, January or a great day, great month, great week. <laughs> all right. See you guys later, and we'll see you again here soon on the Playing On Podcast. Peace.